0: Our Lady of Grace homilies are brought to you by a generous parishioner who encourages you to join in prayer for mission churches worldwide. Explore the Frontiers of Faith podcast for further insights into these missions. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Some of you may have noticed there's a bit of a plot twist in our readings when you take them as a whole today. Our first reading, it could be summed up in one of its last lines, He shall dwell apart. That was the instruction for people with leprosy under the Mosaic Law. They're meant to be set aside from others. The only lawful interaction with another person was to shout out to them and tell them to stay away. The only lawful interaction with another person is to make sure that you stay separate from them. But this law, he shall dwell apart, is exactly what the guy in our gospel doesn't do. The very first line, he goes straight up to Jesus. Supposed to stay away from everybody, in the first line of the gospel, he approaches somebody. It's worth asking the question why he does this. The reason why he does this is precisely because he knows the reason why the law exists. The reason why he breaks the law is precisely because he knows the reason why the law exists. Because the reason why that law exists is a sort of damage control for the illness, a way to manage the contagiousness of it with the lack of a true cure. In place of a true cure, it's a way of managing it, a way of managing its contagion. But this guy, he knows that he is in the presence of a real cure. Real healing. And in the presence of real healing. He very rightly throws away. Any means of management or damage control. Any temporary solution. We can't really underestimate how difficult this would have been for him. There was one time when I was a kid. I was really young, so my mom probably tells the story differently than I do. The way I remember it, my mom was chopping vegetables, and I wanted to help. And she said, no, absolutely not. You're a little kid. You're going to hurt yourself. I was like, no, I want to help. I'll be really, really, really careful. So she finally gave in. She gave me a couple of bell peppers, one of most fragile and easy to chop vegetables out there, and a little plastic knife, so dull you'd have to be a complete knucklehead to hurt yourself with it. She's like, be really careful, all right? right? am like, yeah, yeah, I'll be really careful. It'll be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. Of course, as soon as I sit down with that little plastic knife, it would be impossible to hurt yourself with. The first thing I do is slice my hand open. So I'm sitting there, like, obviously thoroughly embarrassed. Of course, in that moment, the last thing that I wanted to do was, like, go and admit to my mom I did the, the very thing she was telling me not to do. But also at that age, you know, I couldn't I couldn't fix this problem myself. I didn't know first aid. So sooner or later, the embarrassment had to give in for the desire for actual healing. Right, that's what's going on here in this gospel, but we gotta understand, like, for this guy, this would be a million times harder. For him, every fiber of his being as a social creature would tell him to stay far away from all other people, right? let alone the most popular man in Galilee at this time in order to find true healing he had to push past an immense fear of shame and embarrassment he had to bring his illness the source of his social shame to the one place he would least want to the one person he would want to put on a good face for the one person he would most want to impress the last person he would ever want to reveal his shame to i think what's really important about this brush is this this teaches us A very important lesson about what it means for us to pray, what it means for us to approach Jesus as this man did. As we think about prayer, there's prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of praise, prayer of adoration, right? Those are the ones that we do when we remember there's different kinds of prayer. I think most of the time we just kind of find ourselves asking for stuff. But even that, we can take it to a deeper level, and this guy is teaching us how. Because like when he ask the question, what does my soul really need? What do I, what should I be asking for in prayer? It may seem like an abstract question, but this guy is giving us a good way of discerning that. Because how does he discern that? How does he discern what to bring to Jesus? Basically, what he brings to Jesus is exactly the thing that he would least want to. The thing he's most ashamed of. I think that's actually a good paradigm for us to think about. Right, we ought to look at what we are most embarrassed or ashamed to bring to prayer. And according to this gospel, that's probably exactly the thing that we should be bringing to prayer. Right, this man brought his leprosy to Jesus for healing. And for us, it's worth thinking about what is our leprosy in the spiritual life, so to speak. What is the thing that we are ashamed to bring to God? That's probably the thing that we most need to. Right, so maybe this is something like doubts, having doubts about God's existence, having doubts about some of Jesus' teachings, the teachings of the church. That very much would feel like something that you don't want to bring into a religious context. You don't want to bring to prayer. It doesn't seem reverent. But really, that is the most important thing to bring to prayer if you have those doubts. It's something that Jesus can heal when you bring to him. Maybe this is something like anger. Right. Anger, sadness, depression, especially especially sins like anger and, and and resentment, these things that in our mind, they seem they seem really bad. So things that we maybe wouldn't want to bring to prayer, especially if that anger is anger towards God. We might just want to keep that far away. But again, it's something that if we bring to Jesus, he can heal. Maybe this is a habit that you just can't seem to kick. A sin that you just seem stuck in, you can't seem to overcome very easily to be ashamed of, but probably exactly the thing that you want to be bringing to your prayer. So whatever it is, whatever it is you're most ashamed of, Jesus wants to bring you healing in that area of your life, but he can't do that if you don't bring it to him. Jesus wants to know you as you are, not as you think you should be. If the guy in today's gospel had waited until he was cured to visit Jesus, that may have never happened. Right? You as you are, it's the only version of you that actually exists right now. So that's the you that Jesus wants to meet in prayer. The man in our today's gospel, he received healing when he brought what he least wanted to bring to Jesus. That's exactly how it happens with each of us. Each of us brings what what is most the cause of our shame, most cause of embarrassment to Jesus, and that's where he wants to meet us in prayer. That's where he wants to bring us true healing.